Hi there, this is Ray, and you're listening to the Gladly Global Podcast. Hello again, it's Ray, and here on the Gladly Global Podcast, we talk about language and culture and how to learn languages and how to stay accountable. Lots of different things, actually, because this is kind of the space where we, you know, we have a little bit more time to go down deeper and also um, be a little bit more friendly with you and all that different stuff. So anyway, today we're going to be talking about the pandemic. Um, and basically how to overcome it, how to uh, get through those different obstacles that the pandemic faces and how we have kind of made some pitch potch, hitch, scotches, band-aid fixes on the different things that uh, have been thrown our way, especially coming from the traveler and student perspective, considering that um, many of us many of us there are only three people here Anna myself, <laughs> Anna, myself and Rasmus have all traveled during the pandemic um, because we were forced to and moved during that time as well as uh, had to be away from family for some portion there was a lot of uh, craziness going on in 2020 for all of us so we wanted to share that we wanted to share that with you anyhow Hi, Anna. Hi, Rasmus. Hi. Hello. Hi, hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We're here. Finally, all three of us together in a podcast. Yo. Yay. Wow. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. Need to do more things together. Oh, my God. I am still waiting on the time that we can actually shoot a video together again. Oh, yeah. It was really <laughs> nice. Yeah. I think last time was like a couple of years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like two years yeah. ago. So that's wild. That's wild. Oh, yeah, oh, what the frick? 2019. What the yeah. fruit loops? <laughs> <laughs> that's because 2020 yeah, felt like it never happened or something. Honestly. Yeah, it felt like it never happened, but also felt like it lasted 10 years. <laughs> it's weird because it's like, uh, I couldn't remember. Like, everybody, we were talking about how, like, our friend read a bunch of books this year and, like, 80 something books this year. And, you know, being in the community, you see a lot of people read, like, 100 200 and you're like how the hell oh my god and i was like maybe i maybe i read like one maybe i read none like i i know i read at least three Mm -hmm. and i actually went and like organized my list from 2020 and i was like was this in 2020 and this was just like yeah yeah and i was like wait this too it's like yeah i was like damn i read like nine books (laughs) (laughs) i did not remember that any of that was in 2020 because it felt like another lifetime ago like the, the second half of 2020 felt like a different year from the first half, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so relatable. Mm. My God. Uh, yeah, no, also because... Uh, so I w- I'm going to start saying my story a little bit so people understand what's going on as well. Because uh, at the beginning of last year, so one year ago, I was working in a company in Japan, in Tokyo. And uh, I had already decided to go back to Italy uh, in May. 2020 and then um in in january we were still like oh my god there's there's this new virus whatever but like nobody was still like nobody was imagining what could have happened like one month Mm. after that 
And um, basically, I was working for an event company, so they started canceling all the international events that we were like working for. And I was like, oh my God, but I, I needed to leave the company to be able to go back to Italy. And so I left the company and then lockdown happened basically <laughs> exactly after I left the company and um, I spent months trying to um, get rid of all my stuff that I had in Japan in my apartment and uh, trying to get a hold of a plane ticket because of course planes were not flying from Japan to Europe at the time and I got like so many plane tickets uh, cancelled or like uh, I just uh, lost the money because um, I don't know like some companies uh, reacted in a different ways of other like from others and I also had to call the embassy and ask for help to be able to go back to Italy because my visa was expiring and I didn't know how to deal with that I guess mm. Mm. and nobody knew what to do it was like such a mess and in the end I managed to go back home I think like two days before my visa expired <laughs> So um, it was it was crazy, but then I m I managed to do it. I guess um, this just to give like an idea of what happened. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Teresa did something no, similar. No, can I tell you? Yeah, it's you it's so <laughs> funny because like listening to you, I remember having this conversation and watching your video, but I almost forgot like how <laughs> how crazy it was. Just because like you're from Italy. Like, guys, match that for a second. Meds that a little bit. No one's like, going to know what those words are. Yeah, but they'll get it out of context. See, now that you point it out, they're going to be wondering, God damn it. Anyway, the point is, think about it, guys. <laughs> think about it, right? Like, I don't know. Um, being from Italy, like, Italy was hit the hardest in the beginning. And trying to figure out yep. how to get back to a place like that. Like, for me, I also went... I went back to Jamaica right before the pandemic, so I made it out of Japan before it was too confusing. Um, but then I was like, it was really funny because I went through this really crazy uh, period of trying to find jobs because I was planning to stay in Jamaica, which most of you will know that that didn't happen because I'm in Sweden right now. Mm -hmm. But I was planning to stay in Jamaica and I wanted an online job that I could work from home because Jamaican dollars aren't worth shit and my skill set is not really that um, marketable in Jamaica yet. And so anyway, I was looking for jobs and applying for jobs and applying for jobs. And I also had some consideration, maybe I'll go to the States for a year or two to like make some proper money or whatever. And so I had oh, gotten... Oh yeah, I remember you were... Yeah, I had yeah. gotten um, a job offer for a Japanese company to do social media um in new york city for like 50k a year and i was like oh that sounds good i can save up some money i can do that i kid you not so i say to myself all right i can go to the states mm, but i want to hang out with my sister a little bit longer and just like kind of like fix loose ends before i leave so i'm gonna stay like two more weeks within two weeks <laughs> the pandemic starts <laughs> and <laughs> The job offer goes away. Uh, mm. I don't. I can't move anymore. Um, basically, all of the places I was applying for in the first place were like, "What the hell?" New York goes into lockdown. Uh, Florida starts getting really shitty, and it's just a bad time to go anywhere. 
And then I'm immunocompromised, so my dad was even freaking out, and they work at a supermarket and uh, pharmacy management, and so they're seeing hundreds and hundreds of people every day, so, like, figuring out how to be super, like, on top of things, not bring it home and whatever, and so my dad was like, don't come out of your room, if you don't have to leave your room, don't! And so I was basically, like, prisoner in my room for, like, three or four months at a time, basically. Oh and um, that's when I decided to start teaching English and Japanese and Korean online more intensively. So I signed up for italki and I promoted that a lot. And then I expected, this once again, this is the beginning of the pandemic, so I expected, okay, maybe I'll get like 10 students. And so I'll do like this. So I opened up my whole schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> in one oh day in one day I got must have been like 60 requests or something like that in one day and it filled up my time from <laughs> 8 o'clock until 10.30pm straight and I was like fuck <laughs> cause I didn't I didn't close the schedule thinking that you know let me just leave more availability because no one is gonna book me wrong wrong and so and so i was just so damn busy for the first two weeks because while i was sleeping they booked out the whole things and then i felt bad for like it's my first couple lessons so the first two weeks i was just like doing nothing but lessons and like eating in the five minute breaks in between each lesson um yeah i got that under control i saved up some money because um for me it kind of worked out to some degree because everybody was stuck at home so everybody's like let me go back and brush up my little english skill or let me go back and brush (laughs) up my spanish skill and i was just teaching everybody and their mom and their cow and their cat and (laughs) (laughs) and then you know um and so i saved up enough money and then i was like let me just move because i don't know what i'm gonna do here i don't know when the country's gonna open up again i don't know I don't know anything like I just and I don't want to be sitting in this in this bedroom for the next year and whatever and then this is where it naturally leads to Rasmus's story we can get back to me after that but Rasmus also had to move during the pandemic because because wait are we talking about way back or no I don't you can start wherever you want (laughs) I don't know oh I wish (laughs) I had written a script for this no (laughs) no so basically uh, it's your life yes it's my life my life story. It's my life. And it's now or never. <laughs> All right. Copyright. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, so um, I left Jamaica, having gone there from Japan together with Ray um, in, I think, October of 2019. Um, but I left Jamaica in January um, uh, 2020, which was, I think, a good, very, very good window because it was like... Like, people had started mm-hmm. mentioning yeah. the pandemic. It had, or, uh, we started to worry about it. Yeah, people, they, like, c- Corona had become a thing that people were, like, worried about. But so I basically just managed to get home right before everything started. And all the flights were cancelled and things like that. So God knows what things would be like if, if I'd been stuck in Jamaica. But I wasn't. Um, so I came back to Sweden and uh, started looking for some jobs. Also ended up... Uh, tutoring languages online because it was basically the only thing that was available because 
no one got everyone was fired basically in a sense like every every sort of menial job every cafe job every supermarket job everyone was just like fired because like okay people can't go outside can't have you in close contact with people so it's funny yeah sorry it's funny because um it's language learning online is actually one of the industries that grew the most this year in 2020 like it's like the second largest growing industry based on 2020 pandemic yeah amazing that's really cool mm-hmm. yay language hey. love to hear it <laughs> like considering what we do it's yeah. very cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're like ooh. Uh, yeah i gotta get on that train <laughs> anyway um so uh started tutoring decided to actually um go back to school because i never really did university properly i only did like a short degree at like a um a technical school for like music but that was about it so i was like i'm gonna go to university and of course with the scare of uh covid being a threat to the sort of how university works i assumed it would all be online or i was afraid it would all be online so i was like okay i can apply um but i want to move because i don't want to live in my parents like basement basically for like five years or whatever how long my degree is or however long this is gonna hold out so i'm like but i still want to move to the city where my university is so i mean uh yeah so we're basically now that rasmus is back in sweden because originally rasmus was planning to stay in jamaica with me also but uh the between the pandemic and also like just like us having issues finding things Jasper decided to go back to Sweden, and then I was faced with the choice of what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to stay here? Am I going to go to the US? Am I going to save up some money before I go somewhere? Am I going to whatever, whatever, whatever? So I decided to go to Sweden and start studying Swedish because I figured I could finish my degree here. Um, Yeah, so I luckily, because of um, tutoring and stuff, I saved up enough money to pay for sweden basically well moving to sweden the process of moving to sweden um and yeah and i hope like there's certain stuff that you can get federal blah blah blah. there's lots of aid and things as well but it still costs money to move to a new place and set up a whole new apartment and all of these different things so definitely wouldn't have been able to do that without the pandemic boosting my pocket Mm -hmm. um in a kind of underhanded way so that decision was very much led by the pandemic. I think if it didn't happen, I probably would not be in Sweden right now. I think I would have probably chosen mm-hmm. a different path that is a little bit more... Which is solid. ironic if you think about it. It's ironic because uh, people usually like there's the pandemic and they tend to stay where they are. Yeah. But for <laughs> you, it was like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeet. for real. Yeet. Yeah, for real. Because, um, yeah, there would have been more opportunities in Jamaica and more things for me to do, especially because what happens is that like the area that I wanted to start developing, which is like social media and that kind of stuff, is relatively new in Jamaica. A lot of companies don't yet understand the necessity of online representation. And so I would have to go into the process of convincing people to take a new step in their company. And uh, yeah. that was okay at the time, but then the pandemic happened and everybody was just trying to hold on to what they already had. Nobody wanted to go and hire a new person to do something that they're not sure if even is worth it or, or like worth their time. And so 
uh, it was just like the worst moment to do is, is exactly what I was planning to do and so <laughs> and so yeah forced me out of the country and um, yeah flying here was not cool um, it was not fun I I I remember the I remember that you were not feeling well. Oh my huh? god! So like exactly during the flight. Yeah, because two things. Like one, I think my my mom caught some kind of cold. Uh, it wasn't corona, as I had to take the test before going. But like, she caught some cold because we went to Ocherius, um, like a uh, beach town, bef- right the weekend before I left. And so we went in the pool, we went outside. The pool always gets everybody sick. So <laughs> the pool gave a little bit of um, cold. And and so I had it slightly, but even more so, I get fevers when I'm nervous and when I'm tired. So that's not mm-hmm. a lot of people, but like it happens to me so quick. I have the heat inside my body. It gives me headaches very often too. It causes my skin to be annoying and... So every time I get stressed, I get a fever. So the whole time I was worried, I'm like, they're going to come over to me. They're going to check my temperature. Yeah. And they're going to kick me out of the plane. Oh my God. And so I was stressed out the whole time. And then also, there was a rule, um, technically, that you're not allowed to fly to the EU um, if you're not an EU citizen or somebody, like, you have some really serious reason or whatever. Schooling was a reason but nobody understood that so I had to fight with every single person before getting on the train like they're like no you're American you're not allowed to get on the train um on the train on the plane and I was like and I was like listen okay I'm going to school there it doesn't count well based on what is on my screen which is what matters you're not allowed to get onto the plane and I'm like listen to me call your damn boss call your boss because I'm pretty sure I was like listen I want to, to talk with the manager <laughs> yes I went full ass Karen because I actually almost went home like they told me so much that it wasn't possible and they're like it's not us and when you get to Sweden they're not gonna let you in we don't want to make you fly for that reason blah blah and I was like oh my god I was like guys I'm 100% sure I checked border control I called the you know like I called everybody and they're like yeah but things change every day like that's what they told me I'm like I called yesterday I usually like yeah no things change every day and I was like fine and then we literally got in the car started driving away and then I found like the article and my dad's like do you want to try one more time and I was like I know. Let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. Let's fight somebody. I'm ready. I got my face. No, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I want to say something about this because uh, when you when you get like you, you uh, when you have to get on a plane, people will check your visa, etc. At the airport, right? Mm-hmm. And it happened to me many times. Even if I had like uh, I don't remember what is the technical name, but it's a sticker that you get at the embassy. Uh, usually, like when I went to China, for uh, example, the COE, the certification of eligibility, or something like that. Yes, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, when you when you're sure that you have all the documents that are required, even if they question you and they're like, "Oh, I don't think you can go uh, to this place because," like it happened to me even when I had a five year visa for Japan and I had my residence card, and they were like. I'm not sure that you have a permit to go there, so I cannot give you, uh, like, I'm, I don't want to li- let you go to this plane because uh, I don't think you have a visa to go. Even if for European citizens, even if you don't have any visa, you just go there and you get 90 days right. uh, mm. tourist right. visa, right? And so this lady was just questioning that I couldn't go. And 
I was just like you need to assert yourself because you they're uh, you really do sometimes they don't know what they're talking about clearly. No, they, so can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, no. So I just wanted to yeah. No, can can I tell you that people who um, are in those kind of positions where they have some kind of godlike authority because if they say no, you can't go, they get some damn authority trip like power trip and they they just start spewing nonsense that they don't know about and it's like even if you because what mm-hmm. what saves me guys is if you're going on a trip you print out every document you print out the official yep. you can just print out the site from the official embassies like notice of how it works you print out the the um, visa confirmation paper you print out even if you have something in your password just print out everything because you need to look more prepared than they are and that's when they start yep. to listen to you but sometimes it really takes some hard work especially when you're faced with like a white man I swear to can I tell you sometimes I want to just throw hands because I'm this little tiny person and there are these white men who are like bitch you can't get on this plane oh yeah sorry am I allowed to curse just like sir you can't get on this plane and I'm like sir I'm getting on this plane and it's just a fight yeah. <laughs> like a very clear fight ugh mm-hmm. ugh I mean it was always women for me so I guess gender equality on that as well <laughs> <laughs> but I- <laughs> I mean, just like I, this is just a parenthesis to say, um, don't get scared. Like if you're sure that you have the documents that you that you can go where you want to Bully go, them. don't get scared. Just assert, be assertive. Bully them say. back. Mm-hmm. Bully them back. Fight the power. Yep. And also, so, uh, I was thinking about saying this because you were saying, oh yes, during. Uh, the first months of the pandemic, I was so busy, like with all the lessons, I found a job. And I was thinking like for me, it was the complete opposite because I was uh, I just finished working somewhere mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't want to do anything. Like the only thing that I want to do is to prepare for moving back to Italy. And so like and it was worse. Like, can I say if I if I could go back, I would uh, I would just keep working or something because I was just at home like first first months of the pandemic so nobody knew what it was gonna happen mm. like i was just home all the time and uh in japan homes are very co- uh, very small mm. and uh i couldn't see anybody i couldn't go anywhere mm. so like um and i was stressed all the time because i was like when am i gonna go back how do i sell the stuff that i have in my house right you can you couldn't meet with people or stuff like that nobody on facebook like you know like the smallest things Mm -hmm. that you're like you 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 think that you can count on weren't there because like uh usually a lot of people move to japan and want cheap furniture for example right maybe uh because they are students they're gonna stay for a small amount of time but like because of the pandemic nobody was coming to japan so i couldn't sell my furniture like the smallest things like everything was so stressful and like I wanted to sell my clothes to uh, shops, and the shops were closed. Oh my god! Y- nobody knew when they were gonna open. Oh stuff like that, you, you know. And it's just like it's already um, stressful. I yeah, it like is. Even move, without the you know, just saying it, like just saying it. Do you know what? Ch- you know who charged oh me? God. You know who charged me last week? The fucking NHK guys. Oh fuck! The NHK. No, can oh. I tell you? And I'm so upset because it's dumb as hell. Like. They haven't charged me in three years, and then they just charged me with sixty-seven dollars mm-hmm. randomly, and I was like, "What the, <laughs> what the hell? Like these damn scammers! I swear, these NHK men, 
scammers. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, no, I'm like for sure. trying to um, combat it with the bank account. For those of you who don't know, in Japan, they charge you for owning a TV. It's the dumbest thing They do it here in Sweden, too, though. What the hell? Yeah. What is wrong with you I know, people? I know. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. And I, in Italy as well. What? <laughs> in Italy as well. Yeah. Why? I don't it, well, it, it's, it's the most stupid thing. You don't even have to have, like... They have plugged in or cable or anything. Is if you physically own a TV. Why? I don't know. You guys suck. That is the it's dumbest like thing I've ever heard. It's like taxes. Yeah, it's a form of tax. But so I have, you know, I've had these welcome friends. Welcome to first world country. So, yes, please. exactly. No, so I've had, I've had this <laughs> friend shit. who literally he had a TV. Yeah. He uses it a computer as a computer screen. So these people came to his house and be like, "Do you own a TV?" He's like, "Well, yeah, I own a TV, but I mean, it's only hooked up to my computer, and I never watch TV on it." And then, no, sorry, you have to pay. So like, uh, so mm-hmm. I, it's very common that people like lie and say no, I don't have a TV. I mean, like. By the way, you don't have to pay, especially in Japan. If the NHK guy comes to your house, pretend you don't speak any language, yeah, not yeah, only Japanese but also English. Pretend like start speaking in a language that you're invent like making up at the moment if you have to. But don't don't let them sign any contract because yeah. you don't have to pay anything actually. If you especially if you don't ho- own a a TV. Yeah, or just don't, like lock don't. them like lock them out. Like I I learned how to do it. I'm so annoyed because I learned how to do it too late. Now I know all of that. But like the first time when they came, I just you know like I had no idea about it and they explained it to me so I was like damn okay that's something I have to do that's because I also didn't have cable I had a TV in my room but mm. it was for like uh, Netflix and yeah. uh, Wii and whatever um, yeah but that's dumb guys I've never heard of this Im- I cannot believe that it's not just a- I thought it was just a backwards Japanese bullshit it's apparently a backwards it's a backwards thing <laughs> Dumb shit. I don't know. But it's not in the States. That's not a thing in the States. You can own like 20 TVs in your house. (laughs) You don't pay any money. Like, (laughs) that's so. Anyway. You know, but even if you have 20 TVs, you pay only once. Okay. But I don't know. I never understood either. Like, I. It's. I think it's one of those kind of taxes that you that uh that come from when not a lot of people had a TV. Right. Yeah. So people that had they a TV need to and cancel like that, man. you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially now that nobody watches TV. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That's true. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, to go back. Yeah, yeah we're getting off topic. Sorry. Oops. <laughs> you know. So um, I wanted to talk about a little bit uh of the uh, about the things that we did for Gladly Global uh like. That is that uh, it's been like the main thing that I've worked uh, on during the pandemic, mm-hmm. I guess. And um, because we found ourselves in a strange place, right? Because we were uh, already maybe thinking about doing some events. Uh, st- since we were all moving to Europe, we wanted to do some events, maybe in major cities mm-hmm. and meet up with um, other members of the community or just do like language exchange events and stuff like that. And of course, we couldn't do that because of the pandemic, right? right. Um, and many other ideas that we had, um, for example, making videos together <laughs> in the same place, <laughs> those kind of things um, were cancelled. Uh, so um, I guess we started working, uh, We it's not that we started because of the pandemic, but I guess we got a boost because of that. Yeah. Right. I think so. So um, we had started with the with the uh, Polyglot magazine in January 2020, right? Yeah. And uh, we we published four issues last year. Mm-hmm. Um, that was one thing, one new thing that we did. Yeah. 
We didn't quit. I'm proud. Yeah, good job, us. <laughs> yeah, same. Same, very much. And um, I don't know. Um, do you guys want to speak about the other things? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I'm proud of is that because even before 2020, we had like a little bit of a team yeah. that uh, chatted with each other, but we didn't have like a team process and we didn't have like... Basically, we had this system where... Um, I had an idea and then I would ask different people if they wanted to do stuff with the idea and then everybody would talk through me and then I would communicate to the other person and then like that and it wasn't very productive (laughs) and just stressful for me in a lot of ways but um of course now we actually have like a working team system and then we built a discord server and a few other services to go around it and stuff that encourages us a lot too. Yeah. Yeah, which is does. kind of cool. Like, mm-hmm. um, I feel like Gladly Global is something that's kind of built for us, and then it just so happens that we are our target audience. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So we're 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 helping we're helping ourselves and also helping you. We're not just trying to rob you and take money out of your pocket. <laughs> no. We're the good guy. <laughs> I mean, no, but that's that's the point of strength of us, I think, because. Uh, being your own target audience it means that you know what you want you know what uh, people like you want right yeah and uh and it's easier to be critical also of what you're doing because uh you you don't have to guess anything you're just like oh i think this would work for me let's try it out and see if people like it as well you know and um I just think that the Discord tool w- that we have at the moment, not only we have uh, actually two Discord servers at the moment, one for the, the public, let's say, let's say, and one for uh, all the, the teams that we have. Um, and uh, it's just like, I feel like Discord is like a, a square, like a plaza or something, like a square or a hotel or something it's where so everybody cool. can meet up. Yeah, it's like it's a pl- place where everybody can stay at the same time. I don't know how to explain it better. <laughs> And it's just like um, it's just better than just sending messages to people, in my opinion. Yeah. So I am very proud that we like uh, were able to man- uh, to um, to build this. I guess especially the community server. Oh, yes. It's very active. There are a lot of people there every day studying. We have over two hundred active members. Uh, even more, I think. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely because originally I had this idea. I wanted to make an accountability group because like in 2020, 2021 and so forth from now, um, the biggest problem is not really lack of resources or lack of teachers or lack of all of these things. We have lots of people doing that, but it's hard to get yourself to stay consistent, to have discipline and to also... Um, really figure out what's the best way to mix all of those different resources that you have um, for for optimum um, you know improvement and so I wanted to create a group that meets really regularly um, and gives those kind of pointers and whatnot and I could uh, give some uh, insights on how to juggle languages and how to improve as a self-study learner since I have primarily self-studied until now and um, 
And so I was going to do it on Zoom originally because that's kind of what everybody was doing. I was like, yeah, Zoom class and whatever. And maybe I was going to have like a Facebook group to go along with the Zoom class because that's kind of like the way people do stuff. And I listened to like a membership podcast, how to set up a membership and these different kind of things. And I was trying to figure out how to do it. And then Anna was like, so Teresa. This is like a week before we launched too, I think. A week. Yeah, it was very close. It was very close. very close. I was planning a lot. Like I had everything set up, the website set up to launch, blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, what if I raised you Discord? And I was like, <laughs> I'm missing. <laughs> and um, I mean, I had never used Discord before. Uh, I'm not really a gamer. And usually, for some reason, I realize a lot of other people too... They feel that Discord is really only a gamer thing and it's very complicated. And it's really not. It's, it's very simple. It's the simplest platform It to is use. so simple. You just click on things. It's really not a big uh, difficulty as well as like because you have the moderators and admins like setting up all these automations and shit. You don't got to do anything. It just happens. Um, but yep. there's a underlying idea that things like Twitch and Discord are like specifically for techie gamers or something like that so i've been it's kind of um like now that i'm into discord i'm like no guys it's easy stop (laughs) stop it stop it because i get so many messages i don't really get discord but it looks interesting and i'm like listen there's nothing to get just click in say hello that's it um but uh it's really cool and it allows you to keep everything in one place and there's a lot more organization mm-hmm. right off the bat and it's free so it's um yeah it's i think we would not have been able to build such a cool community and interactive community supportive community if we didn't have that group idea if we didn't have the push of the pandemic if we didn't have Anna's input. <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah. Yes, gamer squad. Yes. Um, no, but what I want to say is like, um, I am trying to get everybody to use Discord. Like, you don't understand. Like, my class at school, for example, mm-hmm. uh, I made a server. So we have, like, for example, a channel for useful links. So everybody, when they find a cool website, they put the links there and it's shareable and it doesn't, like, clog. Uh, a chat if you were like to speak on whatsapp let's say or something Mm. like that and everything it's easy to find so it's just like you know it's just a cool tool and why not use it and i know that discord blew up a lot during the pandemic as well because they're uh, inserting new features and stuff and it's gonna get uh, even better most likely and it's not easy to moderate like a server like that that we that we have at the moment we're gonna make some changes as well but i think like if used properly it's just like i think it's it's been like a good a very good idea and i'm very proud of myself <laughs> and ourselves also for pulling it off um like this yeah no it looks mm. really good and i i um i have to say like my favorite part is like um sometimes i stay i spend some days away from discord like uh especially I get really busy and I don't have time to interact. I feel like with Instagram and with uh, every other platform, if I'm away for two seconds, it dies. And uh, that's a lot of pressure on me. Mm -hmm. But Discord, that doesn't happen. And it's been a really positive thing to see. I think in the first couple of weeks, we had to be a little bit more present than before. Mm. But now, you know, people are actively sharing their pain points and uh, sharing like mental health moments that they're like yo help me this is stressful and 
um, their wins every once in a while, and that is so nice to see uh, people do that on their own. Yeah, <laughs> like we have someone in the study yeah. room like every single hour of the day. It's absolutely amazing. Good and Discord. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, not every single hours, but for sure every day and every morning right now. Like it depends on the time of the year as well, because I noticed uh, in like November, December, mm-hmm. in the morning there was nobody, and right now there's like at least five people every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also like, uh, I yeah, we wanted to talk about this that we. Uh, we got new terminology in the server, so like people just started using new expressions uh, that we never used before. Yes, we have inside jokes and phrases. Yeah, but like for example, since in the server there are people from every place of the world, yeah. uh, it's kind of pointless to say good morning because some people, for some people, it's not the morning. Yeah. It's just confusing. So. Uh, somebody came up with the expression good time zone and we were just like that's so cool we're gonna use this expression forever <laughs> and so i want to put it on the on all the youtube videos as well <laughs> yeah it's gonna, awesome. pu- gonna put it on merch yeah no, <laughs> i it's so funny because i totally did not realize that it was a gladly global thing at first like so like after it was starting to get used i was like damn am i just not hip with the new kids like was this a thing and i was like damn i'm <laughs> sorry i was like where did good times come from and they're like oh she made it up and i was like okay i see you you're gonna Damn lit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was there when, like, somebody brought it for the first time. I think it was Cloud. Yeah, yeah. it was Cloud. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I say Chan to everybody. Cloud. Yeah. I think uh, Cloud wrote it for the first time. And and a lot of people commented, like, oh, my God, this is cool as fuck. And I said, oh, my God, can we just use it as, a, like, uh, just general greeting for the server? And Cloud was like, it's fine, to, I don't mind, for sure. Mm-hmm. And so everybody started using it. It's just so amazing. Cool. <laughs> it's like a culture inside. Like, inside culture is developing yes. or something like that. I love it. <laughs> it's very cool. I love it. Yeah. What about Erasmus? What do you think about what we've done this year? I am proud and happy to be a part of this. And I feel like we're, like, everything is just building upon each other now. So now, now everything is, like, we have a good thing going and it's just, now we're going to stop. <laughs> like, it's just amazing. It's just, um, I don't really know what to say because I'm just overwhelmed with emotion. Really? Um, no, but it's so amazing to see people really come together like this. And that we're actually, like, all our hard work is, like, paying off. We're, like, we've had our own, like, doubts about what we've been doing over, the, like, these past few years. And, like, is this going to work out? and uh, we have had some like shots in the dark and like we really didn't know if like things were going to pan out but then we really we stuck to it and we are reaping the benefits at the moment and it's amazing especially considering how quickly this all developed like we launched the accountability group and uh, the discord server in may no what am i saying in june so Aug- sep- october <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like October <laughs> 2020 is cancelled. <laughs> yeah, the one 2020 uh, felt like. Know. Yeah, um, pr- I'm pretty sure it was like October. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. it's been a few months. Yeah, so it's incredible how quickly things have like developed. Yep. Yay, us, a team. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I also feel. Can I say sorry? I also feel that we uh, got more productive and got more close as a team. Yeah, our team building and teamwork have been on point lately. 
Yeah, and which is not only us three, by the way. It's not only us three. There's also uh, there's also Raquel, there's Tia, there's uh, Natalie now, re- the most recent uh, person coming to the team, and there's Cody, and we have also other people that are uh, more uh, less in the center of attention, let's say. Yeah. But uh, it's just like um, I feel like I get I got to know everybody better a little bit even if we don't work t- together directly we have weekly meetings and uh we just talk about what we're doing i, I have also like i think we all have a better idea of everything that is going on because we always have so many things going on right? yeah. Yeah. and uh, uh so many ideas so many so many things that we want to do so um i think i think this uh this is another good thing that came out um during this hard time yeah i've always had like a really timid leadership approach and so that's also something that i wanted to stomp in 2020 because i was like i was like you know i'm not seeing a lot of people i'm not meeting a lot of people we need to build stronger like also i think there's a lot of conversation outside like for people who usually meet in person and now they're going online how much more it takes to build a team online and to make people feel included and how that's important. And so um, I started to listen to that and I was like, damn, I guess I haven't been doing this properly. (laughs) And so I started to think about like more like uh, kind of like put my foot down, not put my foot down, but just like put in more specific things that we have to do to keep us all feeling connected and motivated because originally i thought that like forcing everybody to come together once a week or something like that is too much like oh people are busy i don't know if they should be able you know if they want to do that or whatever and it actually hurt the team more than otherwise because when you don't see each other for a while that's when the that's when the team feels a little bit more pointless when you don't know what's going on when you don't really feel a part of the thing but if you keep everybody included they actually want to come yeah um and so yeah we've got really close and i even like when i tell people who want to join or like help with stuff i'd be like okay but you have to actually actively want to be friends with everybody in the group and we have to feel good because that's kind of like the energy that we vibe with yeah um we have a lot of things to to work on still and places Mm -hmm. to go but for sure but i am yeah i feel like now we've at least conquered our space because what happens Mm -hmm. is that there's like our space and then there's like the greater polyglot space and then there's like the greater language learning circle and we only really understand the aesthetics and like a soft soft language learning space and so now we need to figure out a little bit further than that um yeah but it feels nice to at least have your footing and yeah. feel like you know what you're doing a little bit yeah. for sure we yeah. have a little slice of the pie for ourselves yeah <laughs> yeah at least people like kind of know who we are like sometimes and like oh yes I, somebody in the in the server or like since I do like Twitch live streams, mm-hmm. uh, study with me. Sometimes people come there from the server, and they're like, "Yes, I saw your YouTube videos like since I don't know years, and and now I'm here or something." And Aww. I'm like, "Wow!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like they will be like, "Oh yes, I follow your page on Instagram or something like that." And it's just Aww. like, "Oh my God, people actually like because when you see like the numbers on like the number of followers and the number of like." likes you you tend to kind of like uh like you don't feel 
that they are actual people i don't know how yeah. to explain yeah. it but like when they actually come to you and they they say oh thank you this video was very helpful or something it's just worth it oh my god yes yeah, so um it was just nice to to have that i guess mm. yeah i um i completely agree and i have the moments every once in a while but they're very sporadic because i think uh, I'm a little bit too scatterbrained and 2020 has forced me to be less scatterbrained because I don't have the like I'm not going outside I don't have a bunch of other things taking up my time I don't have a lot of expectations outside of my little apartment and so it's really forced me to sit down and think about like doing the things that I do very well mm. and being more organized with those things and so I think finally I'm starting to build a personal brand for myself that people that is immediately recognizable yeah. because what used to happen is that I used to do so many things that even my friends that know me don't know what the hell I'm doing which is which is re- really sad because because you know you try to build a brand for yourself and so you want other people need to know exactly who you are at a glance like that's the idea of branding and if they don't know who you are they're not going to go for, go to you for anything because they don't like mm-hmm. understand exactly. what you represent and so, like, not even, like, not, let alone the customer or the cl- or the follower or the whatever, my friends also didn't know what I was doing. And so, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I just had so many things I wanted to do. And, um, but, like, uh, this year I'm trying to focus on, uh, um, like, precision instead of breadth and... I think it's paying off in a lot of areas. Oh, that's another thing I still have to work on more in 2021. But um, I'm excited mm-hmm. about it. I have a lot of... I'm doing a lot of uh, input this year, these uh, these days. Like, lots more really cool YouTubers that are seeping their energy into my life. Or a podcast or a book. or mm-hmm. So, I think good things for the future i'm excited for this year this year i'm conquering youtube i'm putting it out right now i ref- i'm <laughs> conquering you- th- this is the thing that i've been trying to be consistent since like like it's for like 10 what? years <laughs> it started with youtube maybe like some people don't know about this but uh me and ray started uh, it wasn't called gladel global at the time it was called label of lang we started off being like we want to make youtube videos and that was it and then and then it grew uh, because Ray was like, well, I want to do other stuff. I want I want I want to do this and that and website and and everything. And like and I was like, Yes, let's do it. Let's <laughs> oh do my it. god, I have to tell you guys that story another day. But if I start now it will be here forever. So I'm not gonna do it yet. But just know that one of these days Yeah, no, we can do like a podcast like the the history, how we came to what we yeah, are we should, do something. It. we should do it we we really should because uh some people ask me about it actually like uh, or even a youtube video yeah we can do both but people people have asked me about it actually and um it's a really really crazy story because i was like about to quit you guys because i just suck at being accountable <laughs> to anything i'm not even i'm not kidding you i've been trying to be consistent on youtube for 10 years and it's just not working even now so this year is the year because i i feel like i've gotten a grasp on most other areas of my life Mm. so now that like everything has has been accounted for except youtube so oh my god (laughs) so this is the year (laughs) that youtube gets conquered and that i've stopped fearing creating youtube videos so much 
and like feeling like it's this great hurdle that I can't just work on consistently. And uh, having Anna and Elmo on the channel has helped me a lot with that. Uh, I don't like I wouldn't have been able to build that uh, courage without the accountability of the two of them. Um, but yeah, everything did start on YouTube. Started with the idea that I wanted to be on YouTube uh, talking about languages. So. And here we are today. <laughs> here we <laughs> and are. And here we are. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, no, but I'm all for that um, for that project uh, with with Ray, of course, because uh, I think I think uh, it's okay. So can I be honest for a second? It's a pain to make YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. Like it's literally a pain. It takes so long, uh, and like you don't know if it's gonna go well or not. It's always a gamble, and sometimes time. people ignore it. You know, like. It's yeah. uh, but I feel like it's the best to um, to actually um, convey what we have to say. Let's say. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I think it's yeah, it's definitely the most effective in my opinion. I I am all for that. Like I'm I'm thinking yes. YouTube is gonna be like a good goal for 2021 yeah, and I'm all for it. Yeah, like I keep thinking like do I really need YouTube in my life? Like when you start to think about something that you've tried to do for ages and it's just not working. Like I've switched from bullet journaling to digital journaling these days because I've just been really bad at uh, journaling and so I took an assessment. Do I really need this in my life? What mm. What is the reason why I'm not doing it? Do I just like the image of it? And when I come back to YouTube and try to think, okay, 10 years <laughs> of not being consistent in YouTube. Why am I not consistent? Do I not need YouTube in my life? And I just I can't bring myself to cut it out. That means I need to mm -mm. fix my shit because it's like the feeling of having a YouTube video and the, the ability to um, fully express yourself in that medium and yep. to like convey your idea so clearly is just so powerful and yes. I think mm -hmm. yeah I really need to I want to be on YouTube so I need to um, start thinking about all the different aspects that mean that's encompassed in the idea of I want to be on YouTube not just the after nice feeling but the before <laughs> and start falling in love mm -hmm. with the editing process mm. More than I am already, at least. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, about other things that we're gonna do this year, of course, um, uh, we're gonna go on with the Polyglot magazine, and uh, we have started already the, at the end of last year, but we're gonna go on with the language events or other kind of workshop events um, that uh, we are doing online at the moment. And I, I have to say, like, uh, because sometimes. Uh, Ray hosts them. Uh, English, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's Ray that hosts them. I hosted only one at the beginning, but I think and there there are like language exchange events. They are not hosted by anybody, but it's just like talking together with people, and uh, I really enjoy them. Like yeah, it's a good way to uh, meet new people, to exchange some ideas. Uh, sorry, I I cannot English today. I'm gonna cut this part. <laughs> so um. To exchange ideas and uh, it's just like, it's just like a nice way to you know, uh, don't feel alone. Also on the on the on the struggles that you have sometimes because I think 
um, language learning community is uh, is very is very understanding of each other. Like we're not uh, only passionate, but we also struggle a lot. Everybody, yeah. uh, each one of it's us. It's a really space on the internet, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I love this community. I, I I'm not saying this because whatever, but I love this community because it's the first community that I'm in that I actually feel like people. Uh, understand each other and try to support each other and and are uh you know just it's, it's just nice to be around this kind of people all the time yeah. and uh, they say uh, you are who your friends are right so um it, i think also i improved myself i used to be a very negative person and now i'm a little bit more positive i try to see the good things and uh, i try to be consistent try to build good habits and this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for the community so i'm gonna like work on this mm -hmm. even more in this year that is coming and um yep and that's about it yeah. rasmus i don't know if you want to say something about this year um I'm your goals or something my mm -hmm. goals to be more consistent in general with everything because i am a complete mess i am starting to get better and i'm more comfortable in sort of where i am at right now i have a um like I'm, I've also been have I've also had always had lots of trouble with being overly negative and things like that and like really, really just like uh, what is it sabotaging for myself in that sense. Um, so I feel like I'm finally to the mo for the most part over that at this point, and I will like so I'm really going to move past that and just enjoy the process of actually doing things yeah no that's so relatable by the way <laughs> uh, yeah. and yeah mind over matter yo yeah. yeah no but every time we, that we talk about like what is your worst struggle is uh, everybody's answer is always consistency habit making in this kind yeah. of thing and so like yeah it's hard yo that's i think also uh, a lot of people assume oh my god look look at, at these three people like they they're so good they have glad to go but they ha they are t they are like super good at studying every day they, they never they never slack they never procrastinate but it's not yeah true. it's like people get this idea of you and they put you on this pedestal where like you are nowhere near that pedestal and you never will be because <laughs> you're a human being we are like you yeah 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 we are like you and uh we are constantly trying to for to find ways to make ourselves better and i think um it's it's okay it's okay <laughs> you don't have to be like superhuman all the time and huh? it's like it's like accepting accepting that um you're not superhuman and that you are gonna feel uh friction between the time like between you and what you want to do is actually the key to doing things because like, I don't know if you guys felt it, but it's definitely a lesson that's been thrown in my face over and over. And I think it's kind of what Rasmus is finally starting to get this year. This um, new year, actually, like the last month or so, we've been working together really well yeah. at home. And it's because, like, a lot of the times when you want to do something, the immediate thought is, I don't want to do it. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be painting, it could be drawing, it could be journaling, it could be language Whatever study. your hobby is that you love doing and <laughs> you would do all the time. Yeah, it's something that you love, but <laughs> even before you, st like, even if you love it, before you start, you're like, oh, this seems like something busy or like, this is going to take out energy from me. Mm -hmm. And your brain 
tells you negativity or there's just always a friction to starting things in the day and when you give yeah. in to that is when you don't do anything and when you hate on yourself and judge yourself for it more and more time goes by that you don't do things yeah. because you're too busy judging yourself whereas for me like for example today i painted a little bit and um I don't. I haven't painted in a long time, and I, it's not something that I do all the time at all. But I was like, you know what? I want to do more things with the stuff that I have in my house. I'm too tired of buying things and then not using them, or like um, being on the computer all the time. So a video was exporting. I didn't want to use the computer. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna paint. And Rasmus was like, ooh, are you going to paint? I was like, don't draw attention to it or I might not do it, okay? I am still, <laughs> I was like, I'm still in the friction, you know, uh, process. Like, I have not fully accepted that I'm doing this yet. It still feels like a big, <laughs> annoying thing to do. So yeah. wait until later to comment on it, okay? I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I sat down on the floor and I started painting and it was fun. And then after, you know, but like in the beginning... It almost always feels like you don't want to do it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It is the worst, but you mm -hmm. it's a moment you accept that that's just how life is and you stop thinking that everybody is just like happily doing all the things they're supposed to do is the minute that you unlock the ability to be more creative and to do more with your time. Yeah, like you expect everything to be easy. And if it's not easy, you're mm -hmm. like, no. Shit isn't easy, fam. Life is hard. <laughs> life is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I think we can conclude uh, on that note. It's if you want, Teresa. To conclude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cut yourself some slack. Don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. You're human, and <laughs> we love you. <laughs> yes. 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 So thanks for tuning in today and listening to our little reminisce through 2020 and the pandemic as our first podcast for 2021. I hope that this had you thinking also about how the pandemic could have possibly positively affected you or catalyzed some things in your life. It was really negative. It was really scary for a lot of people. And we were really privileged and lucky to have the safety nets that we did during the pandemic. But I'm sure that there was a silver lining to your gray cloud. And so we will see you back here the next time next month on the Gladly Global Podcast, everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on our website, on YouTube. Yeah, we're everywhere. <laughs> and I will see you guys later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.